It's Not Just Boot Camp is now also a show. We are talking fitness, workouts, diet, supplement, and a little life. The It's Not Just Boot Camp show with your host, Raphael Moret, starts now. All right, welcome to It's Not Just Boot Camp, the show. And today we have a special guest, new WBFF Pro. I forgot that we were recording. Yeah, he's like... <laughs> I'm like talking to the mic. New WBFF Pro, Erica. Yay! Welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Glad to have you on. Yes. Uh, our co-host, episode number two, uh, Laís. And today we are going to talk about Erica's journey from uh, when we met mm -hmm. uh, to the WBFF stage and her past journey uh, before, because uh, she had done a fitness competition before this particular show. Um, so we are going to make sure that we cover as much as we can. And hopefully some of the information that we share helps anyone that's watching or anyone that's listening. Yes. Cool. Let's do it. I'm All excited. Right. So this particular journey started with you. Yes. You reached out to her. Yeah, it was random because I was, I think I saw her on my explore page and I was like, oh my God, look how cool. And we're going to get into what she does for a living and all that stuff. But I'm like, she would be great for this. But I'm like, how random is it to just like reach out to someone and be like, hey, you'd be great for this. But I'm like, what the heck? You know, like we had a seminar coming. So I reached out to her. Um, and I asked her, like, have you ever thought about doing a fitness competition or something like that? We were just going through those messages actually the other day. Oddly enough, our seminar was titled, So You Think You Want to Compete. Right, right. Because it was for people that probably hadn't competed or didn't know much about it, which is still how we do it. But that's another day. Um, and she responded. And, and what is it that you said? You're like, actually... So, um, I think I received three messages from you before okay. I actually stalker status <laughs> <laughs> before I actually answered back. And I was at a point in my life where I, before I started doing these uh, shows, I was a marathoner and a competitive 5K and 10K and 10K runner. And so, at the point when she started messaging me, I had just suffered suffered an injury from running, and so I had to stop running. And I'm a very goal-oriented person, so I said, if I'm not going to be running, I might as well be doing something else. And I knew that I could probably lift weights because it's not as um, taxing on the body. So I said, you know what? Let me give her a chance. Let me actually listen to what she has to say. So that's how I showed. That's the reason, really, why I showed up to the seminar that day. Awesome. Yeah, I didn't even know she was coming. She's like, oh, I can't find the building. I'm like, oh snap, she made it. <laughs> So, that so was we were hosting a seminar because um, with all this contest prep stuff and, and, and at least the people that we were trying to, to help get ready for a show, we wanted to make sure that we could give the information instead of one person at a time um, to more people that were interested in, in the possibility of getting on stage. Uh, but we also wanted to show that despite what people have heard and despite what, what people think about getting ready for, for a fitness competition, uh, that we could do it in, in a healthier, safer, yes. and less uh, restricted way and still get the outcome that, that people wanted, which was to look their best on stage. Um, and I usually feel like having an event where you could talk to more people is easier. 
Uh, and I know that these days, maybe it's even easier to probably shoot a video like we're doing now or, yeah. uh, than it is to talk to one person at a time. The group um, feeling is good too because then someone has a question and you're like, oh, that's right. Right, you know, and you can bounce ideas. Lot, yeah, a lot can like get bounced off each other when you have more people in a room. And a lot of times when you have more people in a room, there's a lot of questions that people didn't even think about asking Yeah. that, that come up and you're like, that's oh, true. that's a great question. You yeah. know? Um, so that's why we do these group seminars or or at least group talks so that we can address to more people maybe a lot of the concerns that they have. Yeah. Um, so Erica came to one of them and... And um, so prior to, to doing this show, I had had the experience of doing a fitness show before I became a mom, but that was 10 years ago. So I was in my, in my 20s and I mean, in your 20s, you're almost capable of doing anything, right? So at least that's what I thought. Um, so I did uh, an NPC show 10 years ago. So I had the experience of competing and I hated every second of it. I did not like it, which is another reason why I was so reluctant to answer back to Laís because I had promised myself that I would never ever do that again. Um, NPC was just not for me. Um, the way that they train, the way that everything is done on stage just was, I didn't like it and it wasn't for me. So because my experience was so negative, I said, well, you know, I don't know that I ever want to do that again, but there was something about your message. I don't know, but there was something about um, about you that I said, you know, you gave me a good vibe. So I said, let me at least go listen to her. Let me see what she's got to say. To she her. gives me a good vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but let's stop you there before you continue. Yeah. Um, let's explain what the NPC is or what so, different competition federations so, are so people uh, understand. Like, like without getting into a bunch of details, there are a lot of different federations that host fitness-based competitions, right? The MPC, IFBB, WBFF, uh, NGA, uh, it, it, they're, they're all- It's a whole si world. It's a whole world <laughs> of federations. Um, it's almost like uh, if you watch soccer, you have the Premier League, you have the South American League, you have you know all the different almost like different and, brands, right? You know, uh, or that's a better that's a better analogy. So there's a bunch of sneakers, but you have Nike and you have Adidas and you oh have Oh my god, Puma. it's so annoying! It's Adidas <laughs> and um, you have Under Armour. So it's like that. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of different and and the parameters that that differentiate them, you know, are a bunch of different things. Um, but there are a lot of federations, and she had done one with the MPC which is the amateur division of the IFBB. That, is that right? All right. Perfect. Boom. And the IFBB is that traditional bodybuilding that a lot of people are used to seeing. Um, if you've ever seen anything on Instagram or on, on YouTube or anything like that, most likely it's an IFBB or NPC prep or show or physique. It's, it's a very bodybuilding type look that most people will say, oh, that's too much or that's so manly or whatever anybody who, who isn't familiar with that world would say. It's that very tan, very bodybuilding look. So that's what she had done. Right. And um, for me, it was just too much. It was unrealistic to sustain that kind of body that I had when I did the show. The dieting for me was, was very difficult, even though I was able to do it, but it wasn't sustainable. And it just really left me with a really bad taste in my mouth, like just the whole experience. So I told myself, it's not realistic and I really don't have an interest to ever do it again. But then I really wasn't sure what the WBFF was. So I said, you know what? Let me just go listen to her and see what she has to say. Right. So she came. So I came. And 
Rob was the one that was um, giving the, the talk that day. And, and, you know, he opened up the, the seminar by saying, if you think that this is going to be the kind of place where you're going to be eating boiled chicken and tilapia, you're in the wrong place. So that immediately caught my attention because that is exactly what I was eating for 12 weeks. Oh my God, I would literally boiled chicken, kill myself. Boiled tilapia with, with greens. No carbs, no sugars, no coffee, nothing. Oh. It was the most bland diet that anybody could ever eat. Um, so he, I said, okay, well, I'm, I'm curious to know how he's going to get me super fit eating what I want to mm. eat. So that's why I stuck Challenge around. accepted. Yeah. And besides, I, I had already seen what you look like. And yeah, sure, you were very toned, but you weren't super, super, super muscular. I didn't want to be that way. Right. So I, you looked amazing. And I said, well, he's obviously doing something right. So let me at least go listen to him. Right. So I think one of the things that, that maybe stir some people away maybe even the people that are curious uh is always that it's that con- concept that yeah. all the people that are on stage must all be doing suffering suffering <laughs> you know because and, and the other thing is this a lot of the people that are on stage are suffering yeah and they and they are putting it out there if you read you know whatever posts they have on social media it's like here we go again you know more boiled yeah. whatever they're having and yeah. more asparagus and more green beans and it's it's almost like that's the way it's always been done and traditional contest prep looks like that just because no one's ever or there's a lot of people that do it different you know we're not the only ones but uh for the most part that's what you see because a lot of it is is fear of doing it a different way too you know in the same way we get somebody that comes to to our gym and wants to lose weight but they're afraid of carbohydrates and they're afraid of bread and they don't eat after 6 p.m it's almost like transition that from the normal day-to-day person to the competitive fitness person. It's like, right. well, no, I can't bake my food or I can't pan sear it or, yeah. or I can't eat out. You know, but that's like a that's, you thing. That's not a WBFF thing because there are a lot of girls that I've met backstage that are like, you're having coffee with sugar. You're having water. You're having, you know, chips like protein chips. Like you're having the salt. It's like, like I'm an alien backstage a lot of times we were, yeah. you know, because it's like people come show week. Like even if you had some balance during your prep show week, it's like you don't have water. You're taking water pills. You're you don't have salt. You definitely don't have coffee with cream and sugar. Right. You know, so it's like it carries the whole way through. It's not like, well, but if you're competing at some point, you're going to have to do something crazy. Like you really don't. And the truth is that it depends, right? right? It depends on on somebody's starting point and it depends on how compliant they've been for the duration of their prep, which is why a longer prep is better. Yeah. And, and it depends on what they're looking like leading up to that. Now, I'm not saying that there isn't a place for a lot of, you know, tricks, uh, but you shouldn't necessarily need them if you've done everything the right way leading to a show. Right. Uh, and, and if you're really thinking about a fitness competition you know the first word there is fitness so m- most of what you hear out there is how great these people look on stage and how terrible they feel yeah you know that's not what I so said. so truthfully like i i just couldn't be right with that yeah. because if you're telling people you know this is the right way to do this and you should be healthy and fit yeah uh, but the healthy part the healthy there. part gets lost right so I wanted to make sure, and, and truthfully, and, and we talked about it in the podcast before, when she got ready for her show, it was almost the, the best opportunity to kind of punch people in the mouth with, uh, no, you can get stage ready 
and not have to make the extreme amount of sacrifices that people think that they have to make. You can have the balance isn't really the right word because yeah, you're not because, because when you want to be that, right, you don't, when you want to be that fit, you're not looking for balance. But you didn't have to deprive yourself of everything. Of everything. Right. And uh, and as her coach for that particular show, it was almost like I wanted to use the foods that were against the rules and show that yeah, listen, if you if you if you do it the right way and you have the right math and, and you understand the bigger picture, then no, you don't have to give up your pop tarts if that's what you enjoy. Right. Um, so it was an experiment at the same time right. that uh, that we were going through. Uh, and then we took ten almost, more almost the like same thing. not hoping that the outcome was right, but it's like no, like this is the outcome. Right. Um, but we're gonna show it, showcase it on stage now. Right. And sure enough, you know, we and then one person right. led to more people, and right. then it was like, you know, yeah, like you can do it no matter the person, the starting point, um, as long as you give yourself enough time, and and you realize that the sacrifices are gonna come in the sense that. You're not gonna get stage shredded if all you want to have is pizza all day long. Right. But you don't have to give pizza up. Right. You know. Um, and the seminar I opened that way because it's one of the biggest, not only misconceptions but fears. You know, I think that a lot of people that might enjoy the process and want to do it just don't do it because they're like, I just don't yeah, want to give I've, up my. I've I, talked to people that will literally say that, like, yeah, I don't have that kind of commitment level, or I don't have that kind of discipline, or I don't know that I could stick to something like that. Stick to something like what? <laughs> right. Like you don't even know what it entails. Right. Again, I'm not going to go back and forth because at the end of the day, this is a very specific goal and you have to actually want it. No one can want it for you or tell you that you can do it no matter what. But like it's it's sustainable if you're doing it the right way. Right. You know, it, you have to have willpower, but you have to have willpower for anything in your life. So we talked about those things during the seminar and then right. at the end, you know, she stayed and we talked a little bit more. Yeah. So I wanted to... Um, I want to mention something so for me this experience at least with the food part had a different effect than probably most people would expect uh, prior to meeting coach Ralph and Laís I was doing keto diet and doing the intermittent fasting and so I was eating less than a thousand calories a day and and running and exercising as I normally do and so when he did my meal plan he got me up to like 2,000 calories which, which was like way above like what I would ever ever eaten and I almost felt like he gave me permission to, to eat more than what I was eating. I hadn't eaten rice in a year prior to meeting him. I hadn't eaten carbs in one year. Oh and God. so, of course, when I saw all those carbs, I was like, oh, my God, I, you know, how am I going to do this? So, but, so let me ask you because, you know. You, relationship with food is very important. Right, but you never, you never get to ask these questions, right? Right. So it's like, <laughs> so you get your meal plan and, and is, uh, how it, do you think, like, how is this ever going to happen? Like, like this guy's full of <laughs> shit. There's no way. <laughs> you know what? Absolutely. I had my doubts. Um, I, I really had to like convince myself that I had to trust you because I'm very controlling. So I said, I really have to trust this guy. I mean, he's the nutritionist. And I kept on looking at Lice's body. I'm like, I know he's doing something right. Let me just trust him. And so I, I started eating all these carbs. And I, I mean, I'm like, I'm like, how is this going to work out? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> And, but it did, and back just going back to how I looked in the, in the, at the MPC show, I, I didn't even have abs during that show, and I was depleting my body of all this food. And then here comes fast forward ten years later after having two kids, and I'm like four pack, 
eating rice all the eating, time eating rice all the time no in, but the, the pork back all the time all the time it doesn't, <laughs> go, it doesn't go away and so i'm eating more i'm eating carbs i've get you know i have two kids i'm looking better than i did in my 20s and it's unreal to me unreal that's, so that's like awesome. so for me it ha- you, you took away the fear of food you really that's have. amazing you that's, really a, did. that's really the best part yes yeah. Like right. people don't even realize like certain things that we hear, how they're so much more powerful than I lost this amount of weight or look at the way that I look. All those things are amazing. But when someone talks about their relationship with food, the way that they feel, that's like and priceless. when we and when we bring people to the seminar, uh, that's really the journey that we're talking about. Yes, because getting on getting on stage. Listen, it's, it's working out and, and eating in a certain way that will deliver that outcome. Yes. But that result you keep forever yes. like you know the relationship that she now has with food you know it's not going to go away because there's there's no other evidence now right. like you know now you know that nothing bad's going to happen yep. and, and if anything the opposite yeah that's right. so awesome like okay. you always mention something calories in calories out and so anytime because again my relationship with food has has a long history but um there was a lot of things that i was afraid of eating and then anytime that i'm, I'm probably like going crazy and I don't want to eat something I think of what you say calories in calories out it's really not a big deal if you eat you know one little piece of this you know it's gonna be fine yeah you work out you're maintaining your body and it's okay to eat certain things yes so and you look amazing so (laughs) that's awesome so I again I remember we talked and and it was I've been doing keto I'm doing intermittent fasting all the diets and and it's like like, here's the trifecta of diets you know Um, and and realistically, on the coach's side, it's uh, for me. It's always like, okay, that's that's our starting point. Like, you know, sometimes people worry about, am I going to be able to get on stage if I start here, or, you know, here's what I've been doing in the past, and, and is this going to be able to happen for me? And on my side, it's always like, all right, so here's our starting point. Like, whatever it is, it is. It, it's it's almost like it's irrelevant what it is. Now, does it work the same way inside of 16 or 20 weeks for everybody? Probably not. But regardless of what your starting point is, it still can happen. Sure. Um, and on her side, luckily she had done a show before. Her body had been used to being in on, on, on low calories. Um, so it was really a matter of repairing her, her metabolism um, so that it could start to feel better, um, perform better, and, and give her body an opportunity to say, this is okay. Um, and then once her metabolism was in a healthy place in a good place then we could start manipulating or pulling a little a little bit you know because the idea was also back to not depriving um making sure making sure that you were getting the the result that you were looking for with more food not less um because i always feel that that gives that gives both of us more room to play right you know so if you do want to go out or or if you do want to have something that quote unquote would not be ideal for something like this you can still have it yeah totally so then what happens so you started your journey Mm -hmm. your diet your meal plan whatever you want to call it and then how did it go at first or how Um, were your first feelings i mean my first i was really enjoying it because for the first time in a year i was eating all these foods that i hadn't hadn't eaten and i was really enjoying it and um he also gave me the training plan and i never found it unrealistic either like I was like okay this is totally doable anybody can do these workouts anybody can eat this meal plan and so I was really shocked to see how he could transform my body doing something that seemed so easy 
right. for me at least. It was for super, such a big goal. For such the goal was so huge. I mean, really step on stage with a tiny bikini, and, <laughs> and you're having me eat all this and do these, you know, these training plans that anybody can really do. And so I was really shocked, and and it worked. So yeah. And for anybody who doesn't know her, which is most people, she's a mom. She's a wife. She's got two kids, right? Yes. How old are they? Uh, two years old and five years old. She's a police detective. So she is the epitome of busy, right? Yeah. And how how early do like walk somebody through your schedule, through your day? Okay, so I wake. I mean, this is a sacrifice that I make. Um, I wake up very early in the morning. I wake up about, about four o'clock in the morning. I do my workout at about five. I'm done by six thirty, and then I'm at work by seven. My day ends at four. Pick up the kids at school, spend time with them, do homework, feed them, bathe them, and put them to bed. And so my wake day, up, rinse and repeat. <laughs> my, my day starts again the next day. Yeah. Yes. So so it's it's not that this overtook your life. No. You know, because um, again, back to the what people think. People think it is hours at the gym doing cardio and hours, hours at the gym training food. and hours prepping food. You know, and, and again, that's another reason. Like, oh, I just I just don't have the time. And, and it's not and I'm not saying it in a way is like, all right, you, the person listening that right. is on the fence, you have right. time. That, that isn't where I'm going right. with it. It's also for the day to day person. You know, yes. it is. absolutely. I mean, I wake up at four because I want to. Right. Because I could easily work out after work. But I choose to do it early in the morning. I'm a morning person. I enjoy waking up early in the morning and having the afternoons free to, to spend it with my children. Right. And that's the way, that's the reason why I do that. I'm a full-time mom. I, I work full-time, but I also, this is my hobby. I enjoy being fit. I enjoy working out. Right. So I, I don't feel like I'm making so many sacrifices. Right. I mean, perhaps I'm not watching TV, but that's about the only sacrifice that I'm making. Right. And I want to touch on that because we were talking about that before we turned on the camera and I wish that it had been already on. Can you stop? This child driving me crazy. <laughs> um, we were talking about that because there are a lot of people who are on the outside of this experience, whether they've never competed before or never worked out before or anything like that, um, or that don't really have this as a lifestyle. And that's okay. The lifestyle is not for everybody. Everyone should exercise and everyone should take care of their body. It's your vessel. It's how you get through every day. It's how you work. It's how you take care of your children. It's how we experience life. To what extent you want to take care of your body and what you want to look like is obviously it's it's up to you but we were talking about how there's always so much criticism um, toward people who decide to take this lifestyle in I guess a more aggressive way mm -hmm. uh, we were discussing how we've both been called but we were talking you know about this both of us because I also don't want to put you on the spot I'm back <laughs> <laughs> uh, about how we've been called selfish or obsessed or excessive and you know you're so selfish you have children and you have a husband and you're so selfish you have this and it's like it's not really selfish like maybe to somebody on the outside it's selfish but it's also selfish to treat your husband or your kids like crap because you're tired and because you're pouring from an empty cup it's selfish to treat your body a bad way it's selfish to look in the mirror and hate what you see whatever your struggles are you got to pick your heart you know and it's like I feel like it's unfair to tell someone who is that disciplined and who is doing things for them, who didn't lose themselves because they're a busy cop and because they're a wife and they're because they're a mom of two and they have a house to clean. It's not selfish to also do things for you. Like, why do we always, or why are we expected, especially as women, to take care of everybody else, but when we do something for us, it's selfish. 
So we were talking about that, so I want your input on that too. You're absolutely correct what you said. So we wear many hats as, as, as females. We're, you know, we work, we're mothers, we're wives, we're sisters, we're friends. But when I work out, that is my, me, that is my yes. truest form. And so it's something that, that I need to do every day. It's my hobby and I enjoy doing it and I do not feel like I'm making any sacrifice in, in doing it. So, Like you said, maybe you're Netflix. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just giving up TV, but you know, it's not, it's not a big deal to me. Right. I'm okay, I sleep six hours a day, that's all, that's all that I need, and, and I work out every day. Part of who I am. And it makes you feel good. And, it makes and you're me doing feel it great. for you. Absolutely. Right. Exactly. I think that um, on the coach's side, because I hear it often, um, it's, you know, one of, one, of, one of the things that's really important to me is always language, right? It's the way you say things, what you're saying. And I think that a lot of times people, women, whoever it might be, just get used to saying something so much that it just becomes part of who they are. Um, so where at maybe one point taking time out of the day to go work out was taxing or challenging because you were doing other things, you got used to saying it so often that you believe it. Mm -hmm. and, and depending on your circle, if the circle of people that you surround yourself with feel that way, then that belief gets empowered. Yep. And if that is the belief that you choose to adapt in order to give yourself the out on why you're not doing something, then that empowers it yes. even more. And before you know it, unless somebody is challenging that belief, it's, it's how you live. And you believe it so hard and so much that it is what it is. And then you see someone that is doing something that you might want to do, whether it's something like this fitness related or starting a business or, or having a hobby or in having general. a hobby in general, you know, it's like maybe you want to take pool up and you play pool seven nights a week now. And the person watching is like, man, I really wish I could play pool too. That's so selfish that you go play pool. Right. It doesn't have to be about fitness, but it's the, I carve time out to do the thing that I want to do. And because you don't want to carve the time out, right. we all get the same amount of time. Right. Right. You know, so it, it just highlights that you're not doing it. And then the, the reaction is almost and, to bash the person that is. And that's where I was going. A lot of times what we see is the reflection of what we're not doing right. and that makes us feel bad and instead of addressing instead of being personally aware and having more self-awareness what we do is bash or criticize the person that's doing the thing right uh, and and I hear it on the highest level with the fitness competitor and I hear it on the the mom that comes to work out and has lost a couple pounds and, and the people in her circle are like you know why are you going to work out again you know why are, yeah, why are you eating everyone. that thing you know yeah. and, or, or, or the person when you're out at a party and you're trying to watch what you eat and they're like, oh, have a little piece of this. Just a little you know, bit. <laughs> just a little bit isn't a lot. I mean, I made a whole video about that. It's like, yeah. you know, you never do the opposite. You don't pull out your Tupperware with grilled chicken and say, hey, why don't you have some grilled chicken? Just a little. A little bit isn't going to do anything. Or you don't bust out into push-ups and say, hey, let's do some push-ups together because that's not going to do anything to <laughs> right, you. Right. You know, it never happens the other it's way. True. You know, so it's, it's the way that people talk to themselves. Sure. And the things that they say become yes. so ingrained mm -hmm. that they just believe them. And support is really important. And I'm sure that you can vouch for that. You have your husband's support, whether it's to watch the kids or to help you cook or just to support and say you're doing a good job. Maybe they're not really taking up any extra responsibilities because they can't or don't want to. Having that home support, whether you're trying to lose five pounds or whether you're trying to get on stage, is important. But not everyone has it. So you you can go through that journey and you'll find because we've experienced that that if you don't really have that support 
It might be a little bit challenging, but in the end, you'll inspire everyone around you that, that saw your commitment and that didn't support you, but now they're like, well, maybe I'll go try it out or, you know, you look good or I knew you could do it. That's my favorite. But it's like support or no support. Because if you're doing it for you, then it doesn't really matter if you have that support. It's nice to have it, obviously. Like, right. But if you don't have it, then you're going to have the people that have their opinions. And that's okay, too. You just got to like move forward. Exactly. So you're on your journey. Yes. You say you convince yourself to trust the process. <laughs> um, when was the first time that you actually saw that it was happening? You mean like the changes? Like, like you said, wow, this is actually working. <laughs> um... Well, I think it was at the point where Lais was like, you've got to take, because I mean, I, the scale didn't really move that much, but I, that was expected. Um, Lais was like, you've got to take the progress pictures. And I did. And, and I was like, wow, to see myself like from when I started to like three months later, the change was so significant. I mean, I, I thought I was, I, I thought I was already like fit when I first started, but I was even more fit by the time that I took those pictures. So I was like, it's amazing how just, you know, eating a little cleaner or, you know, um, lifting a little more weights, what it can do to your body. Yeah. I tell people that all the time. The pictures are everything because we see ourselves every day yeah. and we don't notice. To us, we look the same. And then if the scale is not really cooperating or even if that's not really the goal to lose or gain that much, um, the pictures are magic. And, and, here's, and here's one of the important parts of seeing that. When, and I don't know the answer, but when you saw that first, like, that you saw those pictures, you're like, wow, this is actually working. Did your commitment level go up? Absolutely, because because you know we get a little frightened by the scale, yes. and we want to see the number lower and, and getting lower. But the truth is, is that whatever that scale says really doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. It was all in my clothes. It was all in the inches. I mean, I'm fitting into things that I haven't fit in years, and so I knew at that point that something was happening. There was a transformation happening, um, and I I mean, and you could also feel it by the way you feel. So yes. I feel more energized. I sleep better. I, I mean, I. I don't have trouble sleeping like all these things matter too right yeah, and and a lot of times that that first indication of progress re re-motivates reinvigorates yeah, whatever you want to call it lights a fire yeah um excuse my french it's okay um, <laughs> he's used to it but sometimes people don't make it to that first indicator yes, they quit right. right before they quit right before you know for most things, you know, yeah. in business yeah. and, and whatever, totally. like they quit right before that first, like, wow, this is actually working right. and they kind of missed the boat there. Yeah. That uh, desperation that people start with, like, I got to do something about the way I look, or I got to do something about the job I hate or whatever it is. That initial thing is enough of a fire, but the fire of seeing fruits of your labor, seeing progress is so much bigger because that initial thing will die down and it'll light back up and it'll die back down and that's how people yo-yo diet and do all that stuff. Once you see like, okay, it's working, like forget it, like you just, then you go. And then was it like week by week? And, and, and that's an interesting thing that you just brought up because it wasn't immediate. It was maybe like yes. a month, month and a half later that it just like kind of sparked a change and all of a sudden it was, drastically happening like it was quickly happening yes so, imagine if you quit you know and that's a week before but that's exactly why probably people quit is because they want to see an immediate result and that it's not going to happen immediately your, your body needs to adjust it needs to get used to what you're doing to what you're eating so you need to let that time pass which is why you would always tell me trust the process just keep stay going positive. don't look at the scale 
like just, you know, keep at it. And sure enough, about a month and a half in, I started losing the inches. And ever since then, I mean, it's only been, what, a month and a half or two months since the show? Yeah. Right. And my body is keep keeps on changing. And I mean, incredibly changing from the last time from the show. Yeah. That I know I'm going to look different to, uh, to the next one. It's only been two months. Yeah. It's amazing. And, I, and I'm not going to get into this subject on here. <laughs> um, uh, but I wonder, right? This is real. This is real. <laughs> I never I, know with him because he's so sarcastic. I wonder how much the belief of it working influences how much it's changing. And what I mean is if you're doing all the things that you're supposed to do, you follow your plan, you follow your workout, but in your heart of hearts, don't believe that it's going to work. I wonder how much more it, that changes the outcome once you see the little bit of proof that your belief goes through yeah. the roof and you're like, wow, this is actually working. And then that mindset of this yeah. is going to work, yeah. you know, starts to actually help yeah. the process of, of the change because now you believe it's going to happen. Yeah, that's actually pretty deep. It, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's very another deep, day, but another it's day. true, but it's true. Your belief, like your mindset is everything. I'll be taking test people for that too. <laughs> <laughs> your mindset is so powerful. Like yeah, how like you that, feel really, or think really or think believe that. about it. I really believe that. But it, it is really hard at first. Right. And I think even sometimes for me with every show, I'm like, can I really get like where I'm envisioning? You know, it's like, I still struggle believing not like in his ability, but just like in just my body transforming a certain way, period. Cause right. anything you haven't seen or you haven't done, it's hard to imagine doing it. But what about the cool stuff? Yes. Let's talk about your experience. So let's talk about the show. So you look great. You have a better relationship with food. You went through this journey for 18 weeks. How long was her prep? Was it? It was 16. 16. 16. It was about 16 weeks. Um, so I, I had no clue what to expect the day of uh, the weekend of the show. Uh, thanks to life, she guided uh, she guided me very well through it uh, before, during, and after. And so I have to say that it was a spectacular weekend. I, I was expecting for all these gorgeous and beautiful women to be super catty and to treat me like like crap when, when I was there. And quite the contrary, I, I we all bonded. It was a very unique experience. Um, surprising to me um, how glamorous the show was um, I really did feel like a diva like yes. it was awesome. like it was the, the treatment that I received uh, just doing the makeup and, and, and the hair it was a great weekend for myself to feel like a woman again yes. and so you know we get so caught up on the day-to-day -day things like being a mom uh, you know working and all these things you don't sometimes you don't have time for yourself but that weekend I spent it all to myself with my lady friends and it was a blast, absolute blast. I felt like a princess. Yes. That's awesome. Yes, that's, that's so awesome. awesome. And, and again, back to the journey that we talk about, it's those things are part of the journey. Like getting on stage is the icing on the cake, on the cake. but that feeling, the feel, you know, the, the new relationship with food, feeling like that that weekend, those are all part of the journey that we talk about, yes. um, that we promote, that we tell people that we want to share. Yes. Um, and we want other people to experience right that that journey that part is is more of what we get involved in yes than, and not that we're disregarding the stage part but you know those experiences last so much longer than the little bit amount of time that you're on stage yeah and i tell people that all the time because everyone stresses that stage moment from am i gonna look that way on stage day or you know am i posing to the left or to the right or and it's like don't worry about it like Yes, you need to look a certain way and you're working towards that. And if you're doing your part, you'll be good to go. Yes, you want to work on your posing. It's so important. Yes, you want to focus on that stage moment. But there's so much before. There's so much during and there's so much after that isn't 
whatever the amount of time is that you're actually posing on stage. And those things are really so transformative right. of you and your relationship with you and with food and with your body and with your self-esteem. And any, I mean, and I'm sure everyone gets something different out of it. Right. You know, everyone's different, but it's good to hear because yeah. so, th there's always that common thing. So when I was up on that stage, uh, I mean, I was, I was, I wasn't scared, but it was, a, it was nerve, nerve wracking, you know, to be back on that stage. And, but you know, once I got the hang of it, cause I did the two, two categories, I was like, man, like, this is Erica. This is who I am. Like yeah. I was up on there and I wasn't a mom. I wasn't a wife. It was just me. I was back to who I was. Yes. And for anybody who's a mom, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about yes. because you get so lost in, you know, in the things that you do and you just kind of just want a piece of yourself. So I felt that up there. I felt like, man, this is Erica. And we did photo shoots too. Oh, we did photo shoots. It was well, don't skip. Like, let's Sorry. go. Let, no, no, no. You're okay. But let's go back. Athletes meeting. So you're, you're on this journey and if you're on social media, you're following other people yeah. and it's the first time that you're in person with all the competitors. How yes, was that for you? Friday night, day before the show. It, it was interesting because again, I had, I had no idea what to expect. These women, oh, that's not, it's okay. That's okay. We're live. <laughs> we are Kids live. make noise, phones go off, it happens. Um, I had no idea what to expect. Oh snap, my phone, wait, my phone's running out of battery. Um, and, and I had no clue what to expect, but again, I was shocked to see how nice and, um, and how friendly these women were and how inviting they were. And even the, the host of the show and the, and the owners of the Federation were there and they were just so down to earth. Like they were, I mean, they were just talking to everyone and just to see everybody's dressed up so nicely. It was, uh, it was definitely a unique experience for me. It's a cool launch to the weekend. Yes, Absolutely. you're already a diva. You're already glammed. And they, they set the stage for what's next, yes. for what's to come. Yes. So it's just an athlete's meeting, but you're expected to wear this amazing gown, but it's setting the tone for yes. the rest of the week. You already feel pretty. You already you're, feel you're like, like a diva. diva. Yes. yes. And that word, I think, at least for me, it used to sound so weird. Like, why do they call them divas? You know, like, for me, the word diva is like Mariah Carey and Beyonce. And it's like someone right. that's like, not but yes like that's exactly what you feel like they make everyone feel special yes yeah. it doesn't matter if you win or don't win yes. you're beautiful every, and everybody calls each other beautiful there which i was shocking to me too. yeah so like they just treat you like you're this beautiful woman you know whether you win or not yeah and it's nice to feel yeah, that yeah of course and and those are some and a lot of the reasons that we wanted to go with the WBFF, yes, uh, as opposed to any of the other federations, because it it was about maintaining that femininity yes. and, and and making it more about you and your journey than getting on stage. And yeah, it's still a competition, it's still a contest, and you're still competing. Um, but it, I, I I guess we wanted it to be more than. You stand next to somebody, her shoulders, her shoulders, her yeah. legs, her no legs. No other federation does it's very cut that and glam. Dry. Right. Yeah. It's very cut Most and dry. other contests are cut and dry. This, to me, the only way I can describe it is like you're putting on a show. Yeah. I mean, you're dressed up in this amazing gown, but you also get to do the fitness part with your bikini. Yeah. So it's almost like you're up there doing a show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you got you to gotta walk down the runway. Yep. You know, walk that, a certain way, pose a certain way. Yes, it's very feminine. Showcase, right, and glamorous and yes. classy. Mm -hmm. But that journey to get there is not just about can you get a six pack and how skinny can you get or how fit can you get. It's also about who do you have to become 
to get up on that stage and actually feel pretty and enjoy that moment and and who do you have to become in that journey to get out of your shell? Whatever, everyone's different. You weren't that shy, but some people are really shy. But I was really shy. Like they both have said, you know, who do you have to become? It's it's almost like you're you're getting yourself back, right? Or or it's even a mixture. Or I feel even like. even better than getting yourself back. It's like now, what are you gonna get forever as a result you of get this a new process? You. Yeah, I think I struggled with that too a lot, um, especially as a mom, because. I, after I gave birth and that's a topic for another day, but I felt like I need to find myself. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's like, you're looking for someone that's gone because now you're a mom and now there's a kid and now your life is different. You, you can't try to be who you used to be in right. a way because this is a new you now. It's a big thing, you know? It's, so I think that you get to kind of like find yourself in the sense of where like you get to connect with being just you, but you also get to recreate like, okay, so who is this post mom me that's thinking about me and that's doing something for exactly. me. So it's a mixture of finding and recreating. That's yes. very cool. And it's very powerful. I think for you, like when you go through it, right. you know, and I, I feel like that the only way is for me was with the WBFF because it's not just about the fitness and the body. It's about the whole experience. Exactly. And before we talk about the outcome, the, the truth of the matter is that I think that anyone can go through that same experience yes. regardless of the outcome on stage. Yes. The actual experience of going through the process of, of reclaiming yourself and looking amazing yes. and looking great. Doing something and getting your comfort on stage zone. And, and experiencing all of that. I think everyone can go through that part. I think everyone should. Right. But now, <laughs> um, but now let's talk about the outcome. Right. And wait, yeah. but with that, there are different categories. So a lot of times people will be like, yeah, but how am I going to look like those bikini girls? You're not. It's your first show. Right. You You're going to look like the best you. And if the bikini category is not for you, then there's a transformation category. You still get to go through the entire process. Right. You know, there's a fitness category, there's a figure one. There's so many one. categories there's and there's so many categories. shows. So it's like, it's just the journey. It's the your journey, journey. The journey is for the person. Yes. Now, when you become more competitive, if you choose to, to continue to compete, or, then you can start to say, well, what do I need to do to be more competitive? And, right. and ask a different set of questions. Right. Uh, but the actual experience in the first time for around- anybody is for anyone and they can go yeah. through the process and, and they can own it and all of that. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, like in her case, yes, let's talk about the outcome. The no fun part. So, um, truth be told that when I first started this, it was just for fun, but I'm a highly competitive person. So in the back of my mind, I always thought, you know, it would be nice to win, but that's, that's why I took the dieting or like the meal plans and that choice so seriously. It was cause you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, I hope I win, you know? Uh, but I also, I was, you know, I was very pragmatic and very realistic that it, this is my first show, so I may not win, you know? Or even um, place. You, you had said win or place, like yeah. just to be recognized up there. Right. So I knew there was a possibility that I could not because it's my first time. Right. Winning. And you never know who's going to show up. And mm -hmm. Exactly. You never know you who's going to show up. Yep. But, um, so I'm, I'm doing my thing up on the stage and next thing you know, they say, well, Erica Huerta wins the pro card. And I'm like, I was shocked to hear like that. Like who? I'm like, <laughs> that me? there's no way, like, you know, surely I wanted to place, but a pro card, it, that for sure I was not expecting. I didn't tell her that that could happen. We right. didn't tell her. Right. Because with the WBFF, you can become a pro athlete on your first show. Again, depending who comes next to you, right. it's up and, to them. And to explain what that means is, um, when you're, when you're competing for the first time or, 
for the 10th time or whatever time, you compete as an amateur, right? So all the competitors on, on stage are amateur competitors, meaning they have never won a show, they are not professional competitors. Doesn't um, matter how many times they've done right. it. What you want to compare that to would be maybe like a college athlete mm -hmm. that you know has played high school basketball or, or soccer or whatever, and now they play college, and now the next step would be the NBA or, or MLB or the NFL, where they will become professional. Um, but obviously in that pool right. of athletes, you know, the top of the top are the ones that, that move on. So in this particular situation, it's an amateur show and the winners could potentially become pro competitors. And that's what the pro card right. means that if you decide to continue competing, now you will compete with all the other pros right. that are the top of the top, best yeah. of the best. And it's their decision. There's no like, well, you have to do X amount of shows or win X amount of shows before you become a professional athlete. It's up to them in that moment. Um, usually it's the, usually not always the first place winner, sometimes the second and sometimes the third. After that, then there's top five, they, you know, that they don't get pro cards. There's top 10, depending on how big your category is. But she placed and she got a pro card. Yeah. So that was a nice surprise. It was a nice surprise. I um, knew that you were going to do well just because you looked great and you did take it serious. And, you know, you were comfortable up there. You worked a lot on your posing. So I knew you were going to do well. It's just impossible to know who's going to get a pro card because you don't know who's showing up. Right. And the important part is to bring your best. 100% you know, your best because when you bring your best you don't you don't walk off stage and say well I could have done That's X key. Y or I could have done better or I could have you know you don't you don't ever in this process want to feel that way yes. because we've experienced that too mm -hmm. um, you don't you don't want to go into this where you're putting so much effort and and feel like I just could have done better yes right. you know so when you bring your best the outcome it is, is almost it irrelevant is. it's like you know I did everything I couldn't have done anything else right and if I come in last it's because everybody else looked better, better than, than me, me and, and posed and, better than me and everything right. else so right right so yeah so you won your pro card I won the pro card and Back on the stage in two months. Yeah. I mean, it's two it's weeks. On two weeks, it's almost like an addiction. Like I can't wait to like go back on it because the experience was so amazing. Yeah. That I'm really looking forward to the second time around. So yes. in two weeks, we are all going to the Bahamas. Yes. Uh, how cool is that? We're going I to the Bahamas. Know. We're gonna trip a show. Everything. Um, but in the Bahamas, they are hosting the World Championships, mm -hmm. uh, where all of the top competitors in the WBFF will come to compete for the world title. Yep. Um, and now we compete with the pros. And now they compete with the pros because if you watched episode one of our new format, <laughs> Laís is also a pro. And if this is your first time watching, go back to episode one. Um, and both of these ladies will be stepping on stage in two weeks. Uh, and we're gonna be having a great time again. Absolutely. Yes. Again. With coach of the year nominee. Yep. Team of the and year here. nominee. Yeah, so like this excited. show was actually um, great for everyone. You know, yeah. I think that uh, that all of us, you know, not only not only them winning their pro cards, but um, you know, part of the world championships, they give out you know um, top uh, what what are the categories? Male male fitness male model, of the year, model of the year, female model of female, the year, most improved, most improved, most uh, uh, photogenic, and then they do coach of the year. You know, because a lot of us coaches work with a lot of people, and and you know, these transformations uh, are not as easy as they might look sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, so there is a coach of the year category, and and 
because of them that I did get nominated. Well, not just because of us, because of the other teams that we've taken in the past. Yeah, too. And yeah, it has nothing sure. to do with winning pro cards. It's just you are a coach that's constantly bringing people to their stage, right. so they want to and, recognize you for that. And there is a team of the year category, um, and part of that process is, you know, do you have more than yourself coming to these events and you're creating that atmosphere for people to want to participate more in this? Uh, and there are 10 teams that are nominated. I guess, you know, you would say the top 10 teams in the world yes. and we're in that category. Yes. So, so we have our two pros competing on stage uh, and now we are one of the top 10 teams in the world and, and I guess one of the top 10 coaches too. Yes. <laughs> so and we are Bahamas keep... in two weeks yep. and we will have footage from over there. Yes. Uh, and they are in prep mode, uh, but their prep is very different. Um, you know, when Erica sends me her, her food, there is chocolate at the end of every day. Every, every, every day, day, day there is chocolate. She has a, a croqueta at a window. She doesn't even make it. We go to <laughs> a random morning. window and she, you know, and yeah. none of them look like they are unhappy at this moment. No. Uh, because. At all. I'm good. You know, and everything will come together over the next two weeks. We make little, little uh, adjustments. I am hungry. I'm not unhappy, but I'm hungry. But right. that's because I'm eating. 1500 calories instead of 2300 but right. that's like most people don't eat 1500 there, and, calories and you know but you're not sacrificing my right. hunger is very different and right. when she says hungry what she really means is that she wants to indulge in a bunch of other things that you know are just not going to help the way that she looks in two weeks yeah not that she's never going to have them again but right. realistically um you know there are certain things that for her specifically don't sit well right it has nothing to do with calories it just might not sit right right uh that she'll probably be willing to eat if she wasn't getting on stage, yes, I'll uh, for them. <laughs> and and that's really the hunger that she's talking yes. about. Because in terms of food, she's eating carbs. plenty of food yeah. uh, every day. Like that should not be a thing. Like there's a certain level, there's a certain acceptable level of hunger that you go through when you are trying to lean out. I mean, yeah. you're in a deficit, right? Right. Uh, but it shouldn't be like you're emaciated or, yeah. or, or you spend the day thinking about food because no you're barely cardio. eating. No cardio. We're doing no cardio. Well, she is. I have oh, her. I, yeah. I just added 10 more minutes. Oh, shit. So that's not even coming for me? Yeah. But yeah. I, I like cardio. I don't mind cardio. Right. Yeah, I don't yeah. like it. But again, we started with 20 minutes uh, a week ago. Yeah. <laughs> Three weeks out. Yeah. So. That's amazing. I'm doing no cardio. No, no diet pills. We still nothing. Drink. Nothing. There are no, no supplements like no that. Supplements like that right? No, we are not manipulating. All natural. And I know that we kind of, or at least every time I talk, we're like, like, punching. We're like no, we don't do this and we don't do that. But you know, the truth is that we say we don't do it and we keep saying we don't do it uh, because you don't have to. Because you don't have to and it's safe. The and I think it's not that safe. we're trying to like punch people in the face. It's like we take great pride yes. in doing it this and way. And guess what happens? On Sunday when the show is over, yeah. everybody's still feeling good, yeah, looking good. Looking and on good. Monday yeah. when, when the show is over and everybody's going back home, yes. you're, you haven't rebounded 10 or 15 right. pounds We of jumped water. into another prep, but right. we, even if we hadn't, we would still look pretty close to stage. Which to mention, when I did the NPC versus now, um, I did feel like binging and I did feel like eating all this amount of food after the show because I was so depressed. For yeah. 16 weeks. yeah and i had the opportunity to have a few cheat days after this pr after this prep and i didn't have the desire because yeah. i was never depleted of the things right. that i wanted to eat yeah. I was, I'm, I'm still eating chocolate every day i still get to eat my my mixed nuts that i like so there's nothing to crave if i'm eating what i want yeah right you know abs are yes. out abs are there <laughs> yeah you know and and I, but and here's the thing truth be told 
when when we say she's eating chocolate every day, it's also a controlled amount. Like of it's course. enough. You know, she's she not feels eating three bars of right, you know, and, and you also have to be self aware back to being self aware. Self aware enough to know that there are gateway foods and yes. for some people maybe chocolate is one of them and if they eat a little piece that'll lead to a lot and that's probably not the right food for them but it's not that chocolate is bad yeah you gotta know so, your gateway so food. something that i learned also throughout this process is mindful eating right so what that means is that back to what you said it's the portions you, you don't need to eat a bag of m ms uh to fulfill your craving you can just have a, a few pieces right and so you've taught me how to eat in portions yes and um and just be mindful of the things that i want and also recognizing is this real hunger or am i just bored or am I thirsty? Or am I thirsty? Right. Because and, those things really And do you exist. think, just because uh, um, culturally, do you think we are just ingrained with the idea that you have to eat till you're full or, yes. yeah. or you have to eat all your food? 100%. You know, because yeah. lately I've been thinking so much about that. Like I grew up and it's like you have to eat all your food. Yeah, don't get up you to did, finish it. You couldn't it. get up. And to me it's like, really? Like I can't physically get up if I don't want more food? I have to eat it all? You know, and for whatever reason, yeah, it's like they're yeah. starving children yeah. or, or whatever. Like you start to think about that, and now as a parent, yeah. it's like, why would you say that? Like, yeah. you know, and, and not to mention that as Hispanics, our portions are so large. Right. Too. So you it's know, not, they're not realistic. because because it's almost like we make people feel good by feeding them. Right. But then yeah. we criticize you if you're overweight. Yeah. You know, we're the first but, one to be like, oh, you're getting a few pounds. I think if anything, that is one of the things that that is new to a lot of people when they start anything, whether you're getting on stage or not, the portions and and. When you're done eating, to be okay to be done eating. And you're not eating a little bit of food. Again, we just talked about how many calories we eat. It's about, like, I'm not stuffed, like, oh, my God, now I need to walk this off. Or maybe the food choices sit lighter. Maybe the amount of food sits lighter, but you're eating again soon. Right. You know, maybe you need more water. Maybe you're like, damn, this square of chocolate is better than none, or it's better than binging. It's about changing your mindset, too. Yes. So with that process, you'll change the way that you think, not only your relationship with food, but your mindset about how you eat and what you eat and all that stuff because it it does need to change. Yeah, I mean that that alone could be another topic. Like, yeah, you know, because, next time. Because the truth is, <laughs> we're that, running out of time here. Right. The truth is that I think that that, and and this was one of my uh, main drivers um, with how I wanted to kind of rebrand and reformulate what we're doing. Like our Latin community is is so misinformed. Yeah. Uh, and so bound by these cultural things that no one's ever bothered to ask questions about why we do what we do or how we do it. And, and it just gets passed on yeah. over and over. And, and it's almost like, you know, I can't talk about it enough. Uh, and we'll talk about that another day, but yeah. there's a lot of things there that, you know, are just ingrained and people don't even notice it. Right. You know, it's just like, well, I grew up that way. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you grew up that way, but you never asked right. yourself now, like, should I be doing that? Or why am I doing that? Um, and no one's parents are perfect. So it's right. like you have to question a little bit of why people did what they did to you while you were growing up. Right. Like, you does know, it, it make sense? Does it not? Them, you, know? you can't just be like, well, it got passed down. It is what it is. Right. Like, no, you can break the cycle. Right. So we'll definitely be talking about that yes. in another episode. Thank you so much. Uh, no, thank you. Uh, anything anything else? else that you want to share, say? Um, we'll have her IG page if that's okay on our Absolutely. post. Yes. Um, she always is posting very cool motivational things. Yes. She posts her workouts, um, so you could follow her on IG. And um, yeah. No, nope, we're done. That's it. We're Thank good. You so much. All right, guys. Thank thanks you. for watching. Make sure you do the stuff people do on these things. You know, like, <laughs> share. You know, comment. Subscribe. <laughs> subscribe. I don't know. Like, uh, the next episode will be coming out very soon. And yeah. uh, till then, peace yes. out. All right. All right, let's go hands up.
Go all the way down Rotate left to right And back right to left Now slowly back up And stretch side to side Hands go behind your back Interlock your fingers Take a deep breath Inhale 